What's up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? This is Austin Cunningham coming at you with another episode, joined with, as always, Justin Treese. And today, we're going to have a little bit of fun. We're going to kind of mix it up. We're not going to have your normal football talk about each team or the tournaments that we've been doing recently. We kind of wanted to enjoy the holiday weekend that will be present for our independence here in once this episode comes out. So happy 4th of July, everyone. Stay safe. Don't be blowing off any fingers, hands, toes, nothing like that. And don't be shooting any firecrackers at anyone unless they've already given you their permission. But, Treese, do you have any plans for the 4th? What traditions do you have? And what do you got going on, man? So for this 4th of July, I am going to my sister-in-law's house. And while my wife hangs out with all of the nephews, I'm going to be on my dirt bike for roughly six straight hours in the desert and just riding around, minding my own business. Surely not by yourself, right? Absolutely by myself. I just put find my find my friends and I just turn that on so my wife knows exactly where I'm at and that's it. That's how I do things around here. You will go ride a dirt bike for six hours in the middle of the desert in Utah. I mean, I don't know if my bike would actually last six hours. I'd probably only last two or three hours, and then I'd have to come back for gas and then go in for another two and three hours. But yes, absolutely, I would. Are you just ramping shit, or are you just driving the drive? Both. <laughs> Both, you know, enjoying life. Put on put on some music. I have one he- one earphone in, and so I'm just listening to music and riding. That's actually kind of cool. I haven't done anything like that. So that's actually kind of cool to hear. And you'll you literally just hop on your bike and go. Yeah, it's like such a stress reliever for me. It's fantastic. Dude, that's actually really cool. Do you you normally go ride with anybody? Do you have a, a crew that goes with you? So when I'm around here, I do have a buddy. Uh, you know him, Taylor Schulte. He mm-hmm. he rides with me sometimes. But this year, I've actually only ridden by myself this entire season. Well, all right then. And you're doing that on the 4th of July. I'm doing it on the 5th and 6th, so on the actual 4th of July, I am going to be just hanging out. I got yard work to do. I'll probably go, there's like a festival in our neighborhood, so I'll probably go do that. And then, of course, you have to turn on ESPN and watch the hot dog eating contest. Absolutely. That's a a yearly tradition for me and my family, for sure. Well, what else are you doing besides that, then? This year, um, I'm actually going to be relaxing and doing nothing on the 4th because my fantastic work decided to take away the floating holiday that they gave us and said, you know what, we actually need some people to come in and work on that Friday. And I was like, well, now I don't get to go out of town like I planned, so I actually have to stay here on the 4th of July, wait till that Friday and work. And then that evening or the Saturday morning, I'll be driving to the lake and be spending it on the lake with family there. That sucks, dude. Yeah, it's kind of frustrating. But I'm just going to sit here, probably watch the hot dog eating contest or write a paper that's going to come out uh, for whole nine sports. So when that comes out, I'll make sure to publish it. You guys check it out. Let me know what you think. That's pretty much what I'm going to be doing on the 4th of July, dude. That's very cool. I'm excited to read that article. Excited to write it because it's going to be a pretty damn good one, let me tell you. Speaking of good, this podcast is all about the 4th of July. It is. And some of our things that we love to do. So let's get started. Speaking of the hot dog eating contest, if you had to put money on one NFL player to win a hot dog eating contest, 
Who would you bet on? I really put some thought into this. And it was a lot of hard thought and a lot of not really sure where to go kind of thoughts because I wanted to go past players and then I was thinking current players and I was like, let's just kind of keep it to where we are now. And then I started thinking, I don't really know any just oversized player that likes to eat besides Eddie Lacy. And I don't think he's in the league anymore, right? He is not in the league anymore. Okay, so that's where I'm just like, I, I don't know. I don't know, Jim. I don't know. But why I ended up going with, I went with Jason Kelsey. I don't know why, honestly. I have no explanation for it. It was just like a guy sitting up at a table, dipping hot dogs into water, and just eating them as fast as I can. For some reason, that first person was like, Jason Kelsey. Travis Kelsey kind of popped in my mind, but then I was like, no, nope, totally Jason. And then after that, I didn't have a flipping clue. Like maybe Calais Campbell. But he just doesn't really seem like the hot dog eating kind of guy to me. So, yeah, I don't have an explanation, dude. Jason Kelsey is my choice. And I hope you kind of have a better thought and explanation into your person than I did. So, I think Clayus Campbell would probably be a pretty good one. I mean, his celebration is hitting a home run. That's his sack celebration. So, you know he loves going to the ball games. Think about that. <laughs> that, was, that was actually really good. <laughs> so, for me, I chose one. The dude that literally has a celebration of feed me, feed me, feed me. And that's Zeke Elliott. Come on. Like, he has a celebration every time he gets a first down. And for those of you that are not aware, he gets a lot of first downs. So he's always hungry. So why not the man that always says, give me more food? That's reasonable. That's respect. I like that decision. You put some good thought into that. And I bet... No one else would have guessed you decided to choose Ezekiel Elliott as the guy who would win a eat hot dog eating contest. Right when we got onto this call, Austin predicted exactly who I was going to pick on that. <laughs> we're we're sitting here, and I was like, oh, I know who you're going to pick. And he's like, he gives me the smirk, and he's like, no, you don't. You don't know who it's going to be. And I'm like, it's going to be Zeke. And he just stopped what he was, whatever he was doing, looked right at the camera, was like, you're kidding it's Zeke, and then there we go. It's like, hey man, I just I know what's going on. It's what we do. It's that bond that we have. It is. So I actually have another one. This is not because people think he's fat. I just think that he's a bigger dude that doesn't play like a defensive line or offensive line spot, and that's Kelvin Benjamin. I kind of could see that dude just putting down a shit ton of food, but then still going and being like, all right, let's go run some routes because I'm a receiver or. Hell, even if he moves to tight end, right? I believe that he's that type of guy that could eat a shit ton and be like, let's go play some ball and I'll run around. See, I think he's going to be the guy that's going to go eat a shit ton, but then he's going to tell his quarterback, nah, I ain't running any routes after practice. Screw that. That's exactly what he's going to do. He's going to oh. eat those hot dogs. And he's going to be like, nah, I'm done. Yeah, that's probably more realistic. <laughs> but, but hey, you know, I was just trying to be a little bit more respectful than you were. You know he did that, right? Yeah, he did that with Cam Newton. Okay. I, know. I was going to say, was it Cam Newton or was it Josh Allen? I thought it was Cam Newton. No, he did it to Josh Allen, dude. He went oh, to Buffalo. Thought, Josh thought, Allen was like, hey, do you want to you know, work on the fade right after practice? Nah. <laughs> he went straight to the freaking locker room. That's right. I, I did get those two mixed up. He, he just went off on Cam Newton before that, though. That's right. Okay. If you guys got somebody you, you think could win in a hot dog eating contest, you let us know. Absolutely. Where, where do you think that our guys that we chose would land in the actual hot dog eating contest, though? Like, what position would they take? Dead last. 
That is so hard. I remember I joined one one time, like as just as I hit like thirteen or fourteen. My church group was like, "We're having a hot dog eating contest," and I was like, "Oh heck yeah, dude! I'm gonna eat these hot dogs so fast. Like I love hot dogs. I eat them all the time. It's summer. Let's go." You know how hard it is to eat a freaking hot dog as fast as you can without choking on it, and then realize how tiring it is, and you have to do it again and again. They gave us a five-minute, like, that was the limit, five minutes. I ate two hot dogs. Wow. That's bad. It's hard to eat it that fast and swallow it and then go to the next one because you you get your mouth gets super tired eating that fast with that bread. How many do you think you'd eat now at this age? With a five-minute time limit or? Yeah. yeah, let's go. I know that they do, like, 12 minutes, but, like, what do you – for five minutes, what would you eat? I, w- I honestly like maybe eight or nine, ten at max. I feel like that's really that's two hot dogs a minute, dude. Yeah, I, I my number wasn't going to be that high. I was going to say like six. Okay, two less. That's a lot. <laughs> two hot dogs is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're trying to make fun of me that oh, fourteen-year-old me only ate two hot dogs in five minutes. All right, let's move on to this next question for you. <laughs> Because everybody loves barbecues on the 4th of July. That, that's America, right? Which NFL player would you just be stoked if they invited you to their 4th of July barbecue? Oh, player? Man, I was going off coaches. I'm sorry. Coaches I misunderstood this. So I did. I had two coaches pop into my mind right away. And the first one was Mike Tomlin. Just because I, I just pictured this guy standing behind a grill Flipping burgers, rolling the hot dogs over, maybe some brats and going, hey, babe, bring the beans over here. Let's get them going. And just yelling at his family. Maybe he's got a couple players there. But I just picture him like just literally taking charge of the barbecue and be like, damn, this is freaking cool. And that's Mike Tomlin. And then the other one is going to be the exact opposite. And that's Andy Reid. Because he's going to be sitting there flipping some burgers in his big old Hawaiian shirt. Maybe he's got a hat on, maybe some sandals. He definitely got some shorts. And he's just chilling on the grill, couple burgers, flipping some brats. He's like, hey, man, come and get a burger. And check out these plays that I got for Patrick Mahomes this next season that we're going to be scoring touchdowns off of. I'll be like, all right, Andy Reid, let's do it, my man. Like, those are the two guys that are on total different spectrums of a barbecue that I'd want to be invited to. But I would gladly accept both of them and enjoy my time from beginning to end. Those are solid. Those are really solid. So I'm actually happy you did coaches because I did players. So it gives us a good variety here. It gives us good balance. So my first one is George Kittle. Because the dude's from Iowa, you know, and so I'm sure that he's like, hey, come over to my house. I got this awesome barbecue going on. I just imagine getting there and there's going to be somebody there that's just already has Bud Lights. Just on a plate just saying hey you want one i'm sure that george kittle has already been after it for like four hours before i even got there and it and i'm getting i'm getting there at noon i'm i'm an early guy and i'm probably and yeah but then when i go outside i i would think that mr papa george kittle is on the grill managing the grill and being like hey you go hang out with my son he he's a little rowdy let (laughs) let let the dad make sure that the meat is getting cooked correctly. 
And you know he's the classic dad. I don't even know who this guy is, but you know <laughs> he's the classic dad with the white, the white Nikes, pure white with the blue swoosh that every Absolutely. every classic dad has. Yeah, that's him. Absolutely. With the white towel over his shoulder. Absolutely. And the badass sunglasses that makes him look pissed off, but when he takes them off, you're like, wow, you're just a really nice guy. <laughs> yeah. And he he probably has an apron on at the same time. That's what a I cool one. Yeah, no, cool. that that helps out. It's not going to be just your normal apron. It's going to be like Fourth of July, Dad of the Year, Grill Master, something like that. That's just going to be killing it, taking care of his boys. Yeah, absolutely. And then you know, Mama, Mama George Kittle is the one putting all the salad and the fruit and making sure, hey boys, you guys got to eat some healthy stuff as well. Like I yeah. just think classic country right there. Mama Kittle, hey yeah. boys, come and get your Gatorade. Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then my second one is more of a new school type barbecue. And I would think of Juju Smith-Schuster. That's a good one. You know he's got all sorts of games going on. Like you can, you're going to have a whole bunch of fun. And he's catering his barbecue though. Like because he's got the new school. He's like, I'm a young buck. I'm not, I'm not going to spend the time on the grill. I want to hang out with you guys that are here. I want to I play all these awesome yard games like – cornhole or badminton that type of shit what's he uh what's he catering in that's a great question probably some sort of barbecue some local barbecue from pittsburgh i like it those are two guys that i would love to i wish there was a way that we can make that work and happen i mean with juju you're definitely doing Fortnite dances the whole time you're probably playing a couple but couple games of madden Oh, absolutely and you know he's got a badass slip and slide just for when things get a little too rowdy Everybody's gonna go on slip and slide. Those big inflatable balls that you like, you get inside, like you get halfway in and you just run into each other. Yes, dude, I have not done that yet, and I want to so bad. Like, I don't. I usually have this fear that I'm gonna hurt somebody, but with those things, I'll be like, "You're good. You're just gonna flip," and I would just demolish the hell out of someone. I want to do it so freaking bad. I'm with you. And every time I watch those videos, I'm like, "Oh, torn ACL," but then they like just get up and they're they're fine. <laughs> Oh, that's my that's my exact thought like oh that knee is not supposed to bend like that oh yeah. you're back you're back oh, up you're back running okay Boom. <laughs> absolutely what is another game that you either still play or used to play as a kid during fourth of july oh man uh the fourth of july was like our big day of doing it but like usually through the summer like as soon as it got warm or started to cool off just a little bit it was wiffle ball man and we would just We'd have home run derbies. We had, like, styled bats. We had, like, our tape styled. We'd go play catch with the real baseball to get warmed up. So when you threw a wiffle ball, it felt like it was nothing. You just zoomed that sucker at each other. Because when we played, you didn't just, like, tag the base. Like, you had to hit them with the ball. So wiffle ball, that was that was my neighborhood sport, dude. Or my neighbor sport. I didn't have much of a neighborhood. I had one neighbor, and that was about it with kids my same age. We did the same thing. And we had a group of like probably 10 to 15 of us. And we all had our own home fields. And so your yard, you had to build your own wiffle ball field. And so sometimes it was in the street. Sometimes people had a big enough grass. Sometimes it was half and half. So one of our favorite fields was like the infield was somebody's yard. The outfield was a cul-de-sac. And it got awesome. It got rowdy. So I'm with you there. Wiffle ball is fantastic. It's literally was my favorite sport growing up. I loved football, but wiffle ball was the shit. 
it's just so fun. I mean, every age can play. I had my little brother out there, and I'm five years older than him. This dude was cranking home runs with a wiffle ball. He didn't like to play defense because he couldn't hit the ball. But he'd go up there, and he would just lower that shoulder and just crank it, and he would do the old one arm. I'm demonstrating it right now like you guys can all see it. But he would just take that one arm and reach like all the way back, touch the ground, and just kind of throw his hand back up, kind of like a bat flip, but he would just like throw his hand, and he'd just do this little run like all the way around the bases and just start yelling at you. And it was the freaking funniest thing because a little 8, 10-year-old kid is just hitting bombs off of you. That that's so awesome. Uh, we were the same. I mean, we had, we had such a similar childhood because we would always let our like my friends' little brothers play with us too when we didn't have enough guys, and it was fine. Like, yeah, they some ours weren't hitting as many home runs as your brother apparently, but like they were still solid players. So for us, because we had like these home field advantages, we would start playing in April and go until the end of summer, and we would build our own green monster. Literally a giant wooden fence that was like, I don't know, 10 yards. And we would draw everybody's names on the fence. And then we would put markers of how many home runs they had that season. And we would keep track all summer long of who had the most home runs. Just to kind of put this into perspective. This was right in the middle of the whole Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, oh. and Barry Bonds thing. So, like, it was it was a big deal of, like, home run race. And it was so much fun, dude. Being able to hit a home run and at the end of the game, running up to that wall to erase the name that you had written down and write your new one. Dude, it was fantastic. <laughs> it was so much fun. And like I said, we played in the cul-de-sac. So our foul pulls were the line. It lined up with. Uh, mailboxes. Nice. I can't tell you how many times we had people just run into mailboxes like, <laughs> and get laid the fuck out. Literally laid out. And I'm not talking little wooden mailboxes. I'm talking the big brick ones that are squared off. Oh, man. I'm talking knocking people out bloody and like we refuse to let them quit. If I don't care if the wind was knocked out of them. We'd give them five minutes and be like, okay. It's time to play again. And <laughs> now that time I'm thinking, to man up, boys. <laughs> yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think this is actually where my gambling habit started. But every time we played, the bet would be losing team had to buy the winning team power raids from McDonald's because <laughs> drinks are large drinks are a dollar, right? So like yeah, we have like four or five guys. It's just a dollar each, and that was our thing. But I still remember going our summers was waking up, playing video games, getting everybody to play wiffle ball, and then we would take a break. We would go to Subway to get our sandwich, McDonald's <laughs> to get our drink, come back, eat it, and then play wiffle ball again for a few more hours, and then go home, eat dinner, call the friends, and be like, okay, do you guys either want to, one, play night games, which is like capture the flag and shit, uh-huh. and that one we would get the entire neighborhood, so like, Boys, girls, didn't matter if they liked sports or whatnot. It would probably be like 30 on 30. It was crazy. I had, wow. a, I had a neighborhood of full of kids my age. It was either that or do we want to be lazy and play Madden? That was our. That was my summer, literally for 90 straight days. Let's bring it back to where we're going, and that's our wiffle ball teams that we are going to create with NFL players. 
Now, this is going to be different than your typical nine-player baseball team with it being wiffle ball. Teresa explained it beforehand, uh, before we were on air, actually, that they would play with a pitcher, a catcher, a first baseman, kind of first, second base, and then a shortstop third base, and then you'd have two outfielders. So we essentially have one, two, three, four, five, six players on the team, and we're just kind of going to run through and explain our reasoning on why we're picking that player for that position, and we'll just go from there. Therese, who do you have as your pitcher? Who's the guy that's going to come in and just shut down the opposing team's batters? Well, let me tell you. And by the way, Austin, I didn't tell you this. We're doing a, a draft style, and you just gave me the first overall pick. So I'm going to take your guy. You're freaking kidding me. No, I'm just kidding. I'm wow, just, what a I'm, shock. No, let's do it. I mean, we can do that, but I'm not taking Patrick Mahomes. I am going to take Matthew Stafford. Strong-armed guy. Can throw sideways, can throw Shocker. at any any angle, and he was a baseball player. Him and Clayton Kershaw are best friends, and I really think that if I needed somebody that could throw a curveball, throw a heater, throw a changeup, Matthew Stafford's my guy, and I would I would count on him to be my full time go go a solid seven innings type pitcher. That's pretty good. I like your whole baseball backstory, but I have another guy that actually had a dad who played in the major leagues. I don't know if you've heard about him. I mean, they only tell you every game he's ever freaking played in. He grew up in the locker room with with you know Alex Rodriguez. We got to watch him play baseball as a kid. Played catch with him. His godfathers, you know, were renowned pitcher that played for the Twins. Patrick Mahomes, man. That's going to be my pitcher. We've already seen what angles he can throw from. He's got the power. He's got the speed. He pitched in college. His one college appearance that he pitched in, I'm not going to say anything good or bad about it, but if you haven't seen it, go look at the only college game he ever pitched in. That's just all I'm going to say. Just go look at it, and then you can make your reasoning your thoughts, maybe it's a good idea or bad idea on my end, but Patrick Mahomes, and he may even shock some people since it's Wolf of Ball and there's no rules about balking. He's going to look elsewhere and just zip it right down the middle, and you're going to go, what happened? I don't know, strike three, have a seat. And that's going to be it. So for me, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes, and then I'm going to go slide in right into our, uh, our next position, which is going to be that first, second. Kind of one of a bigger guy, a guy that's going to take up room maybe have that just enough athletic ability, and I'm taking George Kittle. I feel like he's a perfect fit for that position, and I can't tell if I just stole it from Chiefs or not. You didn't steal it from me. I went with super athletic guy here that has some power and strength to him, and that's Miles Jack. I got a dude that has this lateral quickness, playing linebacker, playing running back. He can shift around, and he can catch it. He's shown that with a lot of his interceptions and being a running back from UCLA, if you're throwing it from the outfield to first base trying to get that runner out, I have faith that he's not going to drop that ball. That's a good pick. Who did you have as your shortstop third base combo player? This one's going to surprise people, I think. I went with Deion Jones, another linebacker from the Atlanta Falcons. He is super fucking athletic. He's got some hops. He can catch it. I like his agility. I just wanted the linebacker feel of for when ground balls were going in there. He, he's he's used to being in that stance. And I'm just going with some guys that are athletic enough, can catch, but I know when they're up to hit, 
they're going to have some fucking power behind them. And that is Miles Jack and Deion Lewis. Dang, that's pretty good. Um, I guess I just pretty much stuck with the offensive side of the ball for my entire unit. For my guy, I went with Zeke. You know, when I picture a third baseman shortstop, third base, you kind of want a stockier build who's going to take up space in case the ball comes by, you can get in front of it, stop it, and you have enough strength to get it across the diamond the first. I see that with Zeke, and then with your shortstop, that's, that's your playmaker. That's your speedster guy. That's the one that's, you know, making the crazy the crazy grabs, rolling the double play. So I took Ezekiel here. I think that's a good fit there. And then for my first outfielder, I wanted a guy that has speed, who can catch a ball, track it down, has shown the ability to dive, make great catches, but yet have the arm strength to throw it back into the infield and chase someone down and get them out if they need to. And that was OBJ. I knew you were going to go with OBJ. How could you not, right? Well, I'll show, I'll tell you how you can't or don't because I didn't go with him because I knew you would. This one, uh, another. Did you? You did. I did. I did. All right. Well, talk to me now. Who'd you take? Another surprise one. I went with Cooper Cup. Guy is fast. He's got some twitch to him. He's the athletic dude that everybody plays ball with. That you're like, yeah, he's he's probably a pretty good athlete, but you're always like, holy fuck. He's just really athletic, and he's really good at any sport that he plays. And I, I just think of Cooper Cup. And that's the way I always thought of like Jordy Nelson as well. But Cooper Cup's the younger, better version of that. Did you just say better version of Jordy Nelson? He's going to be better by the end of his career, yes. Wow. All right, pow, pow, pow. That's a hot take right there. Okay. I'll stand on that. Fine by that. All right. Well, I'll make sure to remember that. That's pretty hot takey, sir. Let's go ahead and get into your other outfielder and then wrap it up with your catcher, and then I'll do the same, and we'll go from there, okay? Okay. My other outfielder? My guy, Jalen Ramsey. Athletic freak. Can catch it. It doesn't matter where it's at. He's going he's gonna to track it. Just like he tracks and shuts down wide receivers, he'll do the same thing on one half of the baseball field. Have you watched that dude play basketball, too? He's pretty fucking good at that, too. So, I actually haven't. Oh, he's, he's a pretty good basketball player. That's my outfield. Give me Jalen Ramsey and Cooper Cup for wiffle ball, and I'm going to feel solid. You guys hit it into the outfield and it's not going over the fence, you're probably out. Just like who do you have as your catcher? Who's the one that's wrapping it up, making the play at home? I actually went with DeAndre Hopkins. No shit. No shit. I did the same thing for my catcher. Really? Swear nice. to God, I have it written down on this piece of paper. That's awesome. And yep. what was your I, what's your reasoning? I want to hear if it's the same as mine. Because he doesn't drop anything. So when you throw the ball home, you're going to have some crazy throws or definitely not going to be on target because you're stressed and you have to make sure the ball gets there. And this is going to be the guy that catches it. And he's still going to be in a good position to get the guy out or still have the foot on homes to make sure they're out. That's the exact reason. And I put him at catcher rather than outfield just because I thought the other two guys may be a little bit faster. And I'm not saying DeAndre Hopkins is slow by any means, but mm -hmm. they're just a little bit faster than I felt like that. Hopkins has that ability at the catcher position to really make those plays when you're gunning a guy down from home. And like you said, it maybe it's a one hopper, Like right? I know that Hopkins isn't going to let that pass and allow another run in. Absolutely. That's freaking awesome. I love the fact that we're on the same page with that. That was perfect. This is turning into a real relationship of just being on the same wavelength and I'm all for it. For my other outfielder, I took a guy that is the fastest player in the NFL 
who is not going to have a single ball go over him. And if it is hit over the wall, he's fast enough to go on the other side of it, catch it, and bring it back. And you're like, wait, what happened? Did I hit a home run or not? And he's just like, nah. You want to know why? Because he's a cheetah, and it's Tyreek Hill. On my outfield is Tyreek Hill and OBJ. Good luck getting anything through that outfield, let alone a home run, because one of them is going to jump up and rob your ass. Another one of those classic, I knew that's exactly who you were going to take. I knew three of your six. That's that's how predictable you are. Okay. <laughs> we just went from being real good, having a real nice, lovey-dovey relationship, to you just kicking me to the curb. No, no. That's how you're going to treat me? If you're okay with that, that's fine by me. But listen, it's not a bad thing. I just think that I know you so well that I can I can predict these things. I'm not, I'm not saying those are bad picks. That's a fucking good lineup that you have. I just went for a more different style. And guys that I think that are great athletes or can do things that just aren't the popular names. That's the difference that we went. But I think your team's great. And honestly, if we did a Twitter thing on whose team was better you would win on twitter no doubt about it oh we're definitely going to yeah and <laughs> you're gonna win because you have the bigger name guys it's fine it's not a big deal i i, I still believe i'll just call all you call your team i'll call my team we'll get this set up and we'll just see who wins yeah let's get right on that dude absolutely yeah. done deal and miles don't you worry you can sell your candles post game Dude, that's some good marketing right there. It reminds me of, and sorry, this is a side tangent for everybody. A few years ago, I started my own flag football league here in Utah, and it was pretty successful. And I would go every Saturday morning, paint the field. I would be the referee with one of my buddies. We had sheets where we were keeping stats of receptions, receiving touchdowns, throwing touchdowns, sacks. Who would keep but the stats? I would. So I, as I was refing, I would do a tally mark in there, and I created a website so everybody could go to the website to find out scores of games, who has the most catches, most touchdowns, most sacks, and I gave out awards at the end of the season. Wow. At the halfway season mark, I did one week without games, and I did my own combine. And so I did 40-yard dash and throwing competitions and catching competitions and gave away, like, free Gatorades and stuff like that and then just put the stats on the website and be like, oh, our combine best thrower, most accurate thrower was this, or combine fastest runner was this. And um, it's one of these things that I'm still super proud that I did, given it's been a while now it's been five years six years now ago that i did this but i'm still proud of what i was what i was able to do basically by myself i had a buddy that really helped me out on refing and painting and stuff so it was it was me and him and us two on our own did it and it was pretty awesome that is legit dude how why why'd you stop was there just not enough teams or players or did the price get too expensive no it was fine i mean I would just rent out the field every Saturday for the summertime, and it wasn't that expensive. It was a couple hundred bucks, but I was charging 350 bucks per team for the season. And so I was making plenty of money. I kind of just, it was just a lot of work, and I was growing in my career, and I just didn't really have time to do it every Saturday, plus keep up with the website and stuff, which is quite a bit of time. Yeah. 
Well, dang, I think it'd be really cool if you got that going again. That would be pretty flipping sweet. Maybe I will. I mean, it's a little too late now because it's already halfway through summer. Maybe next season. Well, hey, I'm not going to forget about it. And everyone listening, you better not either. I think that does it for today. I know that it was a little bit shorter of an episode, but we recognize that this is coming out on the 4th of July. And all of you guys have your family stuff, just like we do. And you all have these events that you want to be going and doing. So we didn't want to keep you for too long. And I know that you guys are all super excited about our episodes. And speaking of these holidays, we are both going to be out of town like we mentioned. So we are not going to have an episode come out on Tuesday of next week. So we won't be back until next Thursday. So you guys won't hear us for a full week. But I promise you, we have a loaded episode already. And there's going to be more to come. What do you think, Austin? Absolutely. I'm excited for it. Um, It's going to be nice to kind of take a break, get out of town for a little bit sit on the water, get roasted by the sun, because I don't think I'm going to, but it happens every year that I do, and I'm going to have a painful time sleeping with a sunburnt back. But it's part of it. Happy 4th of July. Happy Independence Day. And uh, I'll see you guys next week. Couldn't have said it better, Austin. So tonight, everybody, we've been talking football.